All the trick-or-treaters. <laughs> Welcome back to Real Talk. It's uh, November 2nd. We're two days off of Halloween. Uh, Halloween. Uh, did you go out? No, I was working. <laughs> you worked on Halloween? Yeah, I worked on That's Halloween. That's tough. It's okay, I gave candies to the kids. I was in... Uh, at the, uh, Yeah, the yeah, store? yeah. The That's store. awesome. I was in mad traffic. I came home from uh, from school. I was in traffic for two hours. What? Four o'clock to six o'clock, straight traffic. That's disgusting. It was disgusting. But, uh, and I, uh, you, there's only so many times I can listen to For All The Dogs. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I, was, I didn't know what to do with I didn't myself. Know what I, do with myself. I was going crazy in the car. Um... The real horror is the two-hour traffic. That it was even f- fucking there. It was bad. It was bad. And it... The two-hour traffic, you see some ridiculous shit. Like, you see some ridiculous shit. And, and worst part is, I got hungry. So, I pulled over into, like, the nearby McDonald's off the highway. Why not Wendy's? Because there was no Wendy's. It was just McDonald's. But I didn't you, want, like, a man was on the 15. I didn't want... I was not on the 15. I was on the 13. Oh, I didn't man. want no cheese burger. I didn't want no cheeseburger, no fries. I wanted an ice cream, little McFlurry. But I go to get my Smarties McFlurry. It's my favorite one. They go, no, on a just lead Halloween. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. They only had the Halloween one. Yeah, yeah. So I get the fucking Halloween one. And the next, so let's listen to this. Tell me if this is not. I, I threw it out. I couldn't finish it. Smarties. Yeah. Only the orange ones. I don't know why. Crushed up. There was inside there Scorbits. Okay. Smarties Scorbits. That's top tier yeah. for me. I love that. Marshmallows. The fuck? The the fuck is right. I couldn't do it. I threw it out. I couldn't do it. I thought you were going to go out with like Reese's Pieces. No. Why did they only put orange Smarties? It was disgusting. I looked at it. I'm like, this is, looks like, it looks like vomit. <laughs> what the fuck? So anyway. I, 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 I came, used to seeing that in the garbage, not in my plate. Exactly. I came home and I handed it off to fuck. I came the home child. Gave Give it, it to the child. No, 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 no. I threw it out the window. I didn't want that. <laughs> I, for all the birds. I, for all the birds. They like marshmallows. Anyway. Uh, then I came home and I uh, gave out candy. Yeah. A lot of kids. 300 kids in my neighborhood. Came to Just get crazy. fucking candy. Too many kids. Got fleece, man. Too many. They didn't, have time. didn't even have time to put a candy. They didn't have time to put a costume on. They were like, "Give me candies." No, I candy. didn't have time to put a costume on. What would have been your costume? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I saw some cool Halloween costumes. I saw. Uh, did you see the guy on Instagram? He put his hand into like um, not like a, like gray paint, and they wrote all the things on it. He had the talk to me hand. But that's kind of cool. And his girlfriend got dressed up in the yellow sweater. All I saw was with Travis Kelsey and hair. freaking Taylor Swift. What did they get dressed up? Oh, I got, people got dressed costumes. up as... Yeah. Taylor, that's fucking... I didn't, I didn't see that. All I saw was that. I, saw, I was looking at the movie-related ones. I saw, like, Vito Corleone. Yeah. So, The Godfather. Yeah, but The weekend did that, like, two years ago, He right? did Vito? Yeah. You never seen it? He did it? Marlon Brando. Yeah. I've seen him do The Joker. No, he did The Vito. He did... He did I wait, swear God. I, he did Marlon Brando. I swear God. That's crazy. And it looked legit. I gotta Google it. Like, The weekend, The Godfather... Jesus, I, I pressed go at the God and I ended up on a fan page. <laughs> the weekend, the God. <laughs> that is awesome. I just, yeah. that is really sick. I, I didn't swear to I didn't know that. Uh, you see always a typical, the Jason Voorhees, Mike mm-hmm. Myers. Yeah. Uh, but I like when I, you see things that like, you're not, you don't expect. Like, no, like this year we got a lot of Mario. Mm-hmm. Everybody's up with Mario, the Mario Brothers movie, which they bitched at for having no plot. <laughs> Have you seen the Bruins roster dressed up they got there's brad marchand with like a siren's costume with like shells in each on each other like, like a mermaid spe- yeah like a mermaid oh my god 
Like, uh, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I saw him in that main. I love when athletes dig in, like LeBron James Beetlejuice. Did yeah, you see LeBron yeah, yeah. Beetlejuice. That's good. You know, it's Halloween is fun. It allows people to like dress up and stuff. Didn't have time to find a costume, and you were working, so uh, we didn't yeah. dress up. We didn't have a costume. I'm dressed up Holly all year round. <laughs> so what? A that's clown? What exactly. That's what I said. That's what I tell people. That's what I tell people. No, no. Um. Movie-wise, I think it was more quiet than you get most Octobers that weekend before Halloween. You get flooded with horror movies. But that's more so, I think, because they were early on. Well, yeah, some of them were early on. You had the Saws and the Exorcist and um, Surprising... (laughs) What do you find? That's this year's costume. Oh, yeah, Brad Marchand. Look at Marchie, man, with the fucking mermaid (laughs) costume. That's awesome. Did they play last night? They didn't even play last night. No, they didn't, but no. it was like two days prior. Okay. So like on the 29th. Before their game, they yeah. got just up. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, on to the topic of movies. That's what we're here for. Saw came out, Exorcist came out, but it was quiet the weekend before, and the reason why is because Five Nights at Freddy's, the fucking highly anticipated, long-awaited <laughs> video game Shaggy Rogers. It's just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, Shaggy. <laughs> Matthew Lillard. What a dog. Um... That came out to Peacock and movie theaters. It made a, a lot of money at the theater. A lot. 80 like nine, mil. 80 mil. On the in first, the first weekend. Yeah. Which is amazing considering the fact that it came out on Peacock. And it's amazing considering the score people gave it. People hated it. No, I didn't. I, I thought it was a, a barely a pass. Like, <sighs> Five Nights at Freddy's. If you haven't played the game, play the game. It's more fun than watching the movie. And if you don't want to play a game, just go on YouTube and watch Markiplier. Play. Yes, the goat. <laughs> he should have been in the fucking movie. Yeah, that's movie. what they all said. Like, where's Markiplier? He should And be apparently in the there movie. was like a conflict of schedule because he was supposed to be in it. He had to have a cameo. He made the game. Like, yeah. he literally took that game and made it so much more popular. And, and made it what it is today. Yeah. It's now, if you don't know what the bear, Freddy Fazbear, looks like, you, you, you must be living under a rock. So. The concept of Friday Night at Freddy's fairly simple. It's um, a guy gets security detail and he's got to survive five nights overnight because the animatronics come to life. Do you think the movie stuck with that concept? No. Fuck no. (laughs) He has five days to he has five days to do at Freddy Fazbear's, but the movie is so much more focused and has their like head elsewhere that you lose the plot at one point. The plot is horror. Yeah, but what's the plot of that movie? The plot of the movie is yeah, you, there is a guy who's doing security detail, mm-hmm. and he's played by Josh Hutchinson. He's great. Josh Hutchinson, phenomenal. I haven't seen him in a lot of things, but he's entering more roles since The Hunger Games. He was I found him really good in The Hunger Games. He's really good in this. Um, but the plot is him. He gets hired to do a job for security detail five nights at the Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. But he's also fighting for custody of his younger sister. <laughs> he's struggling to, like... Um, He's trying to remember his dreams to find out what happened to his brother who disappeared years ago. And he feels guilty about his brother uh, being abducted. It's like, what happened to the bear? Like, there was just supposed to... Yeah, man, the real question is, are those points, like, any subplots of other games that came before, like, after? Uh, Not that I know of. I know, I I played the first game. Yeah, because if it's all made up, because there's, like, ten of them. I know, but I only played the first game. Because if it's all made up, it's wrong. I would have much rather see an hour and 20 minute slasher where every night he's gotta all, survive. he almost dies yeah. and manages to pull through. Yeah, it would have been more fun. I, I You know, and, and the problem is like, 
can you consider this a good video game adaptation? No, because it's not really adapting the video game. You're it's adapting just, a context it's an IP. and character. Yeah, you're, it's just you're, an IP. At this yeah, point. you're building off uh, your store. You're building off the world of, mm. of Final Fantasy Freddy's, but you're not. It's not using the it's not story. No, like at least Tomb Raider or even the new Uncharted movie, Last of Us. I would compare it to that because the Last that of was, Us did it that properly. Was a, that was a copy paste. Yeah, of the and show. that's why it's not a. To me, it's not an IP. It's a movie. video game. It's a adaptation. video game adaptation. But then again, you look at Super Mario Brothers. That was I consider that a video game adaptation because Mario Brothers really has no story. Oh, shit, it depends on the game. It's like have you played Mario Brothers paper? I'm talking Mario about. Paper? I'm talking about <laughs> Mario the, RPG. The, I'm talking about the 2D platform. Mario and Sonic Three. <laughs> <laughs> Mario and Sonic at the Wimper Olympics, Vancouver, 2010. Is <laughs> <laughs> the unlimited HD? <laughs> No, I, yes, okay, some of them have some Super Mario Galaxy as a yeah. story. But my point is just the typical story is stop Bowser, get Peach. Mm-hmm. The Mario Brothers did a great job. I love that movie. But when you look at this movie, that really doesn't follow what the plot should be. Yes, there are five knights. Yes, the animatronic dolls are crazy. But somewhere along the line, you lost the plot here. This is supposed to be a horror. The Fire at Freddy's makes me shit my pants. I still play it sometimes. It's scary. It is. Like, they move around, and you don't know where anything is. And, and you can't control and... anything. No. And to me, that's what's scary about that game. Because in Well, you can game, try to stop it, but there's no, no, there's no I, predicting anything. Like, yeah, it's, it's, what I meant by that is that compared to, like, Outlast, or a game like that where your actions have direct impact on yeah, there's a the story. game, yeah. more so to, like, you control the character. Yeah. In Five Nights at Freddy's, you have no choice but to let the evil come at you. Yeah. And, and like, try... Like, then you can try to divert, but they're divert, coming. But they're they're coming. coming. You cannot stop them. Yeah. That's scary as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they made the movie about that, about an evil that you know is coming, yeah. but you cannot do nothing about it, and they explored, like, the horror that can, like, go through someone, easily at 85%. The, yes, but then they went with the whole other angle of his brother got abducted and he's trying to find out who it is, all while fighting for custody, all while befriending this cop. It's all while trying to survive. It's a fucking mess. Like, for an hour and 40 minutes, it's like... A mess. But then there's other moments where the animatronic animals are going berserk and they're like, this is fucking... This is cool. Like, this is cool. Like, they're on one. Like, you see, like, the, the bear come out. <laughs> you see, uh... Oh, chica? The little... Yeah, the, yeah, the, the chick, bird. The bird. The bird yeah. And she has, like, a little ball and she fucking just sends it at people. She's a baller. It, it, they do well. Like, and then you have Foxy... Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the fox. Yeah. In some scenes, they do well, which is why I thought this movie was cool because in a lot of the scenes where they do well... It's amazing. A lot of and, a lot of scenes where it's actually what the movie should. Yeah, have, yeah, it's great. And and you know you get Josh Hutchinson. Like I said, his performance is great. But I'm not kidding. He really is dedicated to whatever they said to for him to do. Like even when it's like the what I felt was a unnecessary nonsensical subplot, he was like committed. He's mm-hmm. like, no, nah, I'm gonna do it. Like I'll I'll do anything. He never looks disengaged. Okay. He looks really engaged. He's in control He's of not his character. No. He's doing well. And, you know, I'm not that he's going to... He's not lining up for Oscars. <laughs> but not that he couldn't. He could. But this movie will never touch that no, level you, of critical acclaim. It's an expose where you see that even in a um, quote-unquote trash movie, he's <laughs> able to do yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it... If you're able to shine through a pile of rubble, 
That says a lot about. Yeah, you. exactly. Right. So, and he did. He did a very good job. Also, I noticed this movie's not R-rated. It's yeah, it's, it's not R-rated. PG thirteen. Which is like, what the fuck is the point of this? Like, no horror movie should be PG-13. I couldn't name a good one that's PG-13. But I know why. Why? Because Markiplier. It's PG-13 because of Markiplier? Because the reach of this audience. Like, the game release, like, R-rated. Like fucking 10 years ago. Yeah, they're, but they're people old go, now. Yeah, but people go on YouTube still. Like, my little brothers are like... Seven years older than, like, younger than me? Yeah. They watch that shit. They watch Markiplier. Yeah. From 2010. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, That's awesome. Crazy. That's actually yeah, pretty it's, cool. It's cool. Like, they watch that. You gotta make them watch Van Oz Gaming. They already do. The Russian Badger? Yeah. Good. They all do. It's been years. <laughs> all, the, all the little games. I didn't even have to show it to them. PewDiePie, all that all, shit. All that, maybe not PewDiePie, but I hear from, like, the room, like, next to me i'm making fucking mac and cheese and nobody's awesome. gonna stop me that's and i'm awesome. like what the fuck? that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> all these gaming channels yeah um, but like the audience is extremely young people are gonna go see that movie but they're not young like i've seen videos i see people i i went to the theater over the past weekend yeah and i watched freelance and not five minutes Freddy. freelance which currently holds a zero percent on rotten tomatoes it's really bad zero yeah and i thought it was way better i gave it like a five point something i thought it was good i enjoyed it but rotten tomatoes did not <laughs> anyway they called it one of the worst movies of all time yeah, it was harsh. It was really harsh. Anyway, Five Nights at Freddy's, though, I see people lining up to go watch it. Mm, they're not young. No, there's hype. There's hype. Of course there's hype, but they're not young. Like, people have lined up to watch worse, and it's been rated R. Like, I've seen kids in line for Deadpool. Yeah, but in our country, it was Freddy PG-13. Could... Yeah, yeah, but Five Nights at Freddy's is, is, is G in our country. G? It's I thought it was PG-13 No, every time you have a... Uh, no, PG-13 in the States. I always use the US rating. Oh, okay. Because okay, okay. our ratings are out of whack. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, yeah, Deadpool, uh, you know, if you're 10, you could probably watch it. You're fine. <laughs> like, Onito Quebec is it. <laughs> like, you could, let, you could do anything here. The most rednecks the province in Canada. Behind after Alberta. Alberta. <laughs> but after Alberta, it's us. That's fine. Yeah. I'll take second. That's like Texas, Florida. We're Florida. Florida. We're rather be Florida. We're Florida. Like, you know, anyway. I, we got all the, like, winter birds and two, like, uh, how do they call, like, the guy, the people that go down in Florida. Is it sunbirds or winter birds? Something birds. It's something bird, yeah. The ones Snowbird. Who, the ones, snowbirds. Snowbirds. The ones who are afraid of the nage. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. The ones that go see Marlins games. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. Who goes? <laughs> who goes? I don't know. I wanted to go when I was in Florida. I couldn't go. They lost. I went to go see... Uh, the heat instead that was better. It was actually better. Go yeah. see the heat. Fuck the Marlins. That um, was heat. Dude. Yeah. No, no, no. That was bad. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. So there is no R-rated cut, and the director said there will never be an R-rated cut because they were happy with the product at PG-13. And I'm just like, how? How can you be happy with that? What is a like? If I had to ask you, what is a clinical staple in horror movies? Every horror movie shows this on their screen at least once. I feel like you're gonna get my the wrong answer. That's not what I'm looking like for. Like gruesome action, blood, blood, gore, like, or like organs. Yeah, no, out. I was gonna say blood, blood. Yeah. Period. There's like barely there's nothing in this movie. Like they get smacked, and it's like oh, I got a drop. It's like not where your head is bent in. Like you, like th- th- this movie could have benefited from like Chica sends a ball at people and it like eats them. Okay, like it literally goes at their stomach. Like, make it gory. Like, fuck them up. Like, you know, like, they, mm. the movie wants nothing to do with it. And it's just, like I said, when it's good, it's good. And that's when it's at its best. Yeah, but, uh, how about, uh, you no, know, my argument wouldn't make sense, but I would have gone on and asked, uh, how about, like, the 
evilification of toys. But again, you got Freddy, so... There's nothing really evil about the toys. No, but more so, like, if you went down that road of making them actually extremely gruesome in their action, and, like, you see everything that They should have. They should have made them but extremely I'm really violent. The, but then you adjust the rating. Yeah, fuck it. Make it rated R. It's a horror movie, after all. No kid should be playing Five Nights at Freddy's. Facts. I played it on my phone in high school. It was fun, but... A high school kid can watch that. Even an iPhone 4S, you, the shit was small, but it was scary. It's still so fucking imagine it's, it's still spooky. Yeah. <laughs> they should have just... Like, you know something? I realized not... There's no true portion of this film that's dedicated to him being trapped in the security room with the monsters closing in. Which is sad. There, like, yes, there's stuff like that that happens, but there's no true portion where this is happening. What a waste. He's always doing something else. It's, it's actually He's a like, waste. Oh, my, my dreams. Like, <laughs> fuck your dreams. Fuck the fucking kid that got abducted. Not really, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, this shouldn't be in the movie. Freddy Fazbear, Chica, Foxy, and the blue one that I don't remember are after your ass. Do something. Like, just subpar. And then there's like, there are people in them. There's people that are in the animatronics now. What? Yeah, that's something I found out. Uh, why? Shaggy's in one of the masks. <laughs> like I was, anyway, it's just a complex story that doesn't deserve more attention, to be honest. Um, if you want to be in that universe, watch the games. Literally, go play a game. Yeah. Go play the game. It's, first of all, you can interact with the game. Mm-hmm. You'll have more fun playing the game. And I gave the movie a 6.3 because when it just does what the game is, it's really good. It's when it doesn't that it loses mm-hmm. points. And Josh Hutchinson's really good. So the movie's a flat pass, but it's not a true Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Go play the game. You're going to like it more. I, I, I feel like you'd like it more. Also, it's not scary at all. Not not scary at all. Something that is scary, uh, Disney decided to reveal Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I have so much to say Did about this. Did you see the picture? I have so much to say about this. Well, let me just... Greta Gerwig wrote this movie. She's not directing it. It stars Rachel Zegler, who's playing Snow White, and Gal Gadot. It looks horrible. Uh, there's the, the, No, it, you're, no talking sorry, about the, like, you're talking about the picture. Yes. Yeah. It looks horrible. If you haven't seen the picture, Google Snow White First Look. You see Snow White. She's surrounded by seven dwarfs that are bigger than her. So I don't know how they... This movie reminded me of two things. Reminded me of the first goal they had at Sonic. You're talking about when the CGI was really bad? Yeah. Where I looked at this... What did it look like? What did the Sonic... Sonic CGI before and after... Oh, yeah, fuck, I remember. Okay, yeah. when they tried to make him look like a real exactly. hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. yeah they... It reminds me of that where they just fucked up tremendously on the vision. Yeah. And two, it looks like they took Snow White. There's like, imagine a slider, like, like from zero to 100%. Like how much Snow White you want. They put it at 150. <laughs> they just busted it for no reason. Like, why don't, won't you just keep it at what it is? You have these huge ass dwarfs. <laughs> that have like heads that, that that have heads bigger than their all body. CGI. They're all CGI. It all looks fake. It's gonna it, be bad. It's gonna be bad. I... And even Snow White's face, like I'm sorry, but I think they like with makeup they exaggerated her features in a way that like that bad. I think so. Like, cause compared to like the drawings that 
the first animation, the original. No, no, they didn't exaggerate. That's Rachel Zegler's hair, but like it's it's her face, but no, but it's the way it's shot and the the way it's yeah, like it's, laid it's, out. It's they, they very. Have like a, they have like a lot on. It's on almost the as shot. if there's a filter. It's, it, yeah, it, there's a filter on everything, and it's yellow. Yeah, it's all yellow. And it's definitely a picture that was reworked, and it's going to be filmed and color graded in that same tone. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, but I'm just like. No. Yeah, I'm not sure about this one. What's up with these dwarves? <laughs> like, you know, like you want you want to have actual dwarves? Just look at the Hobbit. Like, why are they Lord bigger the than her? I don't know. Like, not taller, obviously, but they're like fucking all mini fridges, like yep. the jacks. Like by the by the time you go full CGI, might as well make the scale CGI as well. It's almost as if they tried to keep everything human besides the face. It honestly looks like Disney is trying to make an NFL team and they're going to use this fucking dwarf as an offensive <laughs> <Yeah>. lineman. <laughs> Dude. They're fucking just boom. Like, they're so yeah, but big. At, at three foot three, you won't do much. Yeah, but three foot three is 406 pounds. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? They're ready to fuck everybody it's up. It's a whale cut in half. I don't know, man. It's, it looks bad. Fuck bad, you say? It looks... It's fucking awful. I don't know Fuck why they went that way. Like, why did they go down ra- that route? And ever know. since that got released, all I see is in the media is Greta Gerwig trying to get away from that movie. Oh, she uh, hasn't even said anything about it. Exactly. God, fuck, I wouldn't say anything about it either. Look what they did to you. Greta Gerwig's a great writer. Yeah. She did Barbie. I think I don't think Barbie was 100% the hit that people find that it is. But... I can't lie. She wrote a funny story. It was a great... It was a great uh, comedy. Great script. Funny movie. But she's capable. She wrote Lady... She made Lady Bird. Let's not fucking... Don't make her do Snow White. Or if you do, don't fuck it up like that. Like, do her her script justice. I'm sure sure the script is going to be great. But if the characters are unwatchable... Like if they're if they if I literally can't look at them because they give me the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking that was the scariest thing I saw on Halloween. Yeah. That's for sure. But the real uh, question is because um, I saw that post and I knew you put it in the docket for today. And yeah. the question that was raised in my mind was how relevant are princess stories in today's so media? Like in the sense actually, of let me find keep 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 yeah, saying what you're saying in the sense that. Um, Compared to us when we grew up in the early 2000s, I feel like there was, um, we came, we were raised in after the Disney Renaissance and into like all those um, new Barbie movies. I I have sisters, right? So I've seen all of them. And to me, I just, I don't know if it's because I'm disconnected with the audience, but I don't feel like it's really well there's no as relevant as no, it was i feel like there's no more disney princesses anymore like and, I, and they're I, not new and but they were never new no they were never new but then you had the princess and the frog that was and you had all i'm saying no they're all old stories yeah. but you see these new movies they're making little kids be mm-hmm. so happy i think frozen's the last real one yeah and, and that's encanto uh, if you but consider that, not really a Disney you know, princess yeah it's just a disney it just, story so disney has shifted i find they go from like the typical you know, these movies have, as of late, have been described as more misogynistic mm-hmm. with the prince having to save the queen all the time. And so they're shifting from that into, like, stories. So you got, like, Luca, which was a mm-hmm. movie. You get Encanto, which was just a story. Yeah. Turning Red was a story. My favorite Disney movie in recent history is Big Hero 6. With the big, you know what I'm talking about? I saw it on Baymax. Christmas Day. 
It's a, I when love it released, it. I love that movie. Uh, you don't like it? I, how I long, love how long have you seen? Has it been since you've seen recently? It? Recently, and yeah, you love I it love still? it. I still love it. Uh, uh, to me, that the big the, white guy goes. Yeah, that movie, yeah, it's good. The movie fell off when the brother died. He me. dies in the beginning. I know, but that was a problem for me. <laughs> I, I was there and I was like, why? I wanted to see a mentor story. Suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> I was like, I want to see a mentor story it, instead. It's I just... like it. I, th- I, I, I still like Big Hero 6. My, I'd say my... You know, when you ask how relevant our princess is, Snow White doesn't appear to be going for that princess story in this remake. And it, did you hear the Rachel Zegler clip from like a couple years, uh, a couple of months ago? At the Disney Expo? No. I'm going to play it. You'll pick it yeah, up. Yeah. The mic will pick it up, right? Uh, I know that you've told me before that your version of Snow White is different, and it's more of a 2022 version of Snow White. What did you mean by that? I mean, you know, the, the original cartoon came out in 1937, yeah. and very evidently so. <laughs> um, there is a big focus on her love story um, with a guy who literally stalks her. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Weird. So we didn't do that this time. <laughs> I know that you've told me before that you're... Ver- it's a fucking Disney story. He's the prince. She's the princess. It's the formula they used and that brought them so much success over time. When it, If it ain't Mickey Mouse, it's a prince and a princess. Yeah. It's what all Disney's known for. So my fear... What is the fear... Is she really going to run a football team with the Seven Dwarfs? <laughs> like, what's the story? <laughs> like, what, what, the story of Snow White is that. With the apple and the mm-hmm. evil queen, yeah. but I can't remember her name. I, do they just call her the evil queen? I don't know. Wicked Witch? No. That's, no, Wicked Witch is in Wizard of Oz. Oz. I don't know. She's the bad one. She tells she poisons the apple, all that shit. What's going to be the story? Because the story of Snow White is she want, she's the prince and her. Mm-hmm. And the seven doors are there, but they don't do anything. The real question is, why would you adapt that movie if you know you cannot remake the original content? Exactly. So you're going to redo Snow White. And like now when my kids want to watch Snow White, I got to fucking buy a VHS player to show them the original story. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, like make a new story. Yeah. Make a new movie if to, you want. And but the problem is they won't sell. They won't Because no one wants to watch Or they're not really going to gamble on it. But no one's going to want to watch that. But that's my first argument goes back to that, like the relevancy of Disney Princess. If you're banking on nostalgia to make money. Use the fucking fucking nostalgia you're banking on. Or just re-release them in a way that is enticing. You can do that. But I'm saying if you're going to say that you want to remake Snow White because... Let's be honest, Disney. You're not fooling anybody. You're remaking these movies for money. Yeah. You're not doing it because you want to change the course of history. I saw... I, I was... A few years ago, I was watching a um, essay, like a video essay on YouTube that went on and like compared... Like, try to answer the question of why Disney is making like those remakes. Yeah. And the guy came to the conclusion that he, as Disney, you have two choices. You either re-release a remastered no you release a remastered version of the original full theater theatrical run you make toys you make basically anything you want you cash in 200 mil after putting in 50 Mm -hmm. or you do a live action like we've seen Mm -hmm. cast new people and that way you have a brand new movie 
that is different. You have new toys because they're different from the original. You have new clothing because they're different from the original. It's bullshit. And, yeah, but the difference is it's more you money. Two hundred mil. You bring back a billion. Yeah, of course it's more money, but I'm saying it. But they're not fooling anybody. They're not. So people are gonna line up to watch Snow White, and they're gonna be like, I don't know why it wasn't like Snow White when I was. But again, kid. did people line up to watch a uh, Little Mermaid? Little Mermaid still made money. Not huh. as much money as it should have. Little Mermaid was just bad though. I think people are not buying into it anymore. Yeah, which is my like first point from before. How relevant are princesses in today's? Age? If I was, if I was, if, if I was a parent, I like, was I, no, no. If I was a Disney person, yeah. I would not opt for live action. I would say you have new technology. You look at the look at the animation from Frozen, from Pixar, from Disney's movies that are not with Pixar. I don't remember which mm-hmm. ones are Disney, not Pixar, but uh, Encanto I think is not Pixar. I can't remember. Regardless, look at DreamWorks. Like, yeah, do they'll never look at DreamWorks? But like, <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm saying, regardless, Disney has new technology at their disposal. Literally, reanimate the movie. Take the same story. You don't even have to change the audio if you don't want to. Reanimate your story. Instead, it'll be far more interesting than watching live action fucking Gal Gadot as the bad, mean, evil queen try to kill. Rachel Zegler's Snow White when they both hate men. Like, I said, like, I don't know what else to say. They just don't... Uh, is this a good time to talk about Anatomy of a Fall? Can we put it here? Should we put it here? We can if you want. We'll put it here. Okay? Okay. I want, I want to offer context because I was <laughs> I was fucking unlawfully fucking yeah. <laughs> Which is um, on point if you I, think about it. Yeah, exactly. I watched Anatomy of a Fall. Um, it's Palm Dahl winner. Everybody loves it apparently. I had some stuff to say, and Nick recorded it without me knowing. <laughs> so we'll we'll patch it in here. See this? Like literally, this is it. This is the best. She gave it a five out of ten, which is not fair, but five but, out of ten. Yeah, she's like to start with. Uh, the duration of the film could have been shorter than it was, which is true. It's like two and a half hours. It's fucking long. The script was good. Directing was good. This, you need this. Who's Muller? I think she meant she goes her her performance was okay that's not true her performance was very good loved how the plot unraveled in the courtroom that's very true it is fun somehow I expected a plot twist after the end of the trial which never came I found no reason for the film to keep going on after the verdict the movie literally goes 20 minutes after the verdict okay and there's nothing that happens like yeah yeah. like then why did they do that they call it char- like I guess it was for character development because they made the, cares, it's a one-off. They made exactly there's no sequel, but they made it look like you're gonna be like a, a switch. Like honestly, they set it up the movie in a way that you're gonna feel like because the base. The base I just killed the table. The, the whole court case is revolves around the fact that it's either did she kill him or did he commit suicide? Yeah. And to have killed him, she would have had to hit him in the head for him to fall off the thing. So it's like anyway, it's like the whole movie happens, and you're waiting for like a plot twist of her to be like, okay, she either killed him or he committed suicide. It just plays out like a court case. There's a verdict, and then the movie just kind of keeps going on for nothing. And then it's like, it, no, but it's true. Like, and then it just ends, and I was like, 
I guess it shows the emotion, like how even though you go through court and you get the answer you want, yeah, it, you're never going to be satisfied with what you had to go through mm-hmm. anyway. Granted, her husband died. Yeah, it's a big suicide. rip. Like, you know, but then again, it's so vague. It's like, did he really commit suicide? Because the movie makes you be like, huh, I don't know. It makes does, you feel like you're the jury. Mm-hmm. Okay, but does it like, play on the fact that, because as a viewer, you don't know. No. Okay, you, you just go in, you know she died, like the guy died. The, the, the plot unfolds through the court case. Oh, that's cool. That's it's actually very cool. The, that's pl- neat. The, the, my favorite scenes were in the court. You're Shovlik, he's the um, prosecutor. Yeah. He's débile. He's mm-hmm. such an asshole. <laughs> like, he's just talking, and he's like, shit. But the film, he's in French, but he's in English. Okay, yeah. So, okay, so you have. That they play between. It's flipping all the time. Because okay. she's English. She mm-hmm. only she speaks English. She speaks a little bit of French. Everybody else speaks French. Mm-hmm. So she's like, can I switch languages? And then like they switch and they go back and forth. Anyway, it's good. She tries to talk to her son in English, but so so fishy fuck her friend. So son's like, can't like, this time. Like, I, I just like, I thought, that, like, I was watching the movie. I'm like, this has to go this way because it has to go. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reality like as much as it is real at one point it's like if you question the movie it's like okay that way okay, so this is okay. it's linear you know? like, like it's it, really it's movie. like you gotta you hop mm-hmm. on the train don't hop off there's no amb- there's no room for ambiguity mm-hmm. but the movie makes you feel as if your opinion is gonna matter okay because it's like did she kill him did she not kill him the son doesn't know what to do mm-hmm. the, so engagement they make the 11 year old uh, they make the 11 year old testify mm-hmm. it's it, it, fantastic but at the same time it's like no, he fell, bro. Like, is he mm. dead or like you know, like? <laughs> yeah, but w- was there like a, any reason for the criminal accusation or just? Yeah, the... yeah. So, because like the whole point of this movie is like, a... if somebody dies out of nowhere, yeah, and nobody knows how he died, there's gonna be yeah, I get a, that, like, potential the... foul play, mm-hmm. especially when he gets seemingly tossed off a balcony, like you know, like uh, they were like, t- yeah, and then they bring in both sides bringing arguments the lawyer is very good but it's just like i was waiting for them to for her to like at the last second of the movie like there's a a murder weapon or there's mm-hmm. something but then there's nothing it just ends and you're like so very anticlimactic like, very that's what I was, it's like you're watching it and then it just like and it's over it's like okay i guess that very was good a... performance mm-hmm. very good movie just not a movie that does enough to um that's not the decision. It's not even like because the decision like leads to the fact that it will be anticlimactic. The problem is that there's no truth. You you get what the court gives you. Did she kill him? Maybe. Will we know? Never. Mm-hmm. Because, well, no, well, that's no, no, no. I guess that's they the, decide yeah, that's that the point. The court decides it's suicide. They acquit mm-hmm. her, but it's like. You don't know that. No, Maybe she did sure. do it. She looks fucking sus. Like, she's sus. She's mm-hmm. great in the movie and she's great at defending herself, but she's sus. Like, like that's also the problem that I had with the, with the plot being revealed through the courtroom is that she pulls things out and you're like, okay, like... Would have been, would have, would have it been better if it was like a con artist where she tried to get herself out of it? And well, like, she is trying to get herself out. No, I know, she, but it in plays way, like that. Okay. It plays like someone who did it is trying to get out of it. But she didn't do it, apparently. I'm like, right. I don't understand. Allegedly, she didn't do it's it. It's just a little, like, it's a little, like I said, it's Tarnshato Kath. If mm-hmm. you watch the movie and you appreciate it for what it is, 
very good movie. It, it is a very good movie, but then it's like, if you think about it too hard, the whole fucking plot collapses. It makes no sense anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like somebody wrote that around to me. I was like, it's a great movie that if you think about it too hard, the whole thing falls, crumbles. It makes no sense. Like, Le Petit Gars de 11 ans. And, and it has a good insight on the on the justice system, how mm-hmm. it works. It's interesting for that part. Like, like he dies. Like, three days later, he found recreation to mm-hmm. at the maison. Yeah. And it's like, you stand there. You say this. What did you hear? Can we hear it? Like, it, it, they do it. It's very interesting. But then at one point, it's just like, okay, now we're in court. And, you know, tensions are rising. And it's like, okay, something's going to break through. And it's just like, no, nothing nothing, nothing breaks. It just ends. And it's just like... And it manages to be too long. Yeah, manages to be too fucking long because as soon as the verdict happened, the movie should end. Mm-hmm. But no, they decide to go like 20 minutes. The verdict, the verdict happens. They go out for dinner. The kid goes home. She returns home to her kid. She puts him in bed. She hugs him for like a really long time. I get it. It shows the emotional side of it. But, but for a movie that never had that emotion to be No, it did. It had it a lot did, yeah. of emotion. But the problem is just like... It serves no purpose. It's a one-off. Yeah. Like, I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, like uh, she's, there's this really interesting scene. That scene they should have kept. She's sitting with the lawyer. They have, first of all, they have, like, this fucking eight-minute montage of them eating supper. Mm-hmm. Why? Nothing is being said. And then at the end of that, she tells her lawyer, she's like, you know when you win something, you expect to feel like you've won mm-hmm. something, like there's something. And she goes, but I don't feel anything. And it, sure, that's a it's a fantastic scene in the context of the film. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, 20 minutes for, that. for you to do that feeling. And then she goes home and hugs her son for like five fucking minutes on the screen. That's like three minutes. Like they tried to jam in as many of those scenes as they could. They try to make you feel it. But I'm two hours and a half mm-hmm. into a movie. But at that point, like it's it's almost as if they tried to have that kind of scene throughout the movie instead of rather having like one triumphant scene and there, there is one triumphant scene okay there is it, in the courtroom yeah and it's when they're playing because well, the husband the man who's dead mm-hmm. he would record aspects of his, parts of his life and the last recording he had was an argument between the two of them yeah that is a great scene because they played in the courtroom everybody's here the reactions it's fantastic and as, every time they play an exhibit from the courtroom there's a scene that is showing you what that exhibit is. So there is a scene of the two of them mm. arguing. It's great. But I was just like, this is it. This is her moment. This is her, this is the actress's peak. This is when she acts at her best. And then I'm like, if you're going to make a movie about an innocent woman who's getting accused of killing her husband, like, make her have more scenes that make her look like she's innocent. Mm-hmm. Like throughout the whole movie, she's sus as yeah, but if, hell. But if you're like you said earlier that you were like as a viewer, you're a part of the jury. Like you're actually judging. So from that point of view, do you think that it was intended for the viewer to be like we're gonna be sus of everyone, and therefore, yeah, yeah, sure. But the problem is she's the main character. You see her in the courtroom. She's out of the courtroom. You want to see her when well, she's that's sad, a, mm-hmm. when she's grieving. When she's this, when she's that, when she's that, when she's that. And then only in the courtroom, you're supposed to be unbiased. You're supposed to like her. Yeah. But I couldn't root for her because she drove me fucking nuts. She was like sitting in the courtroom. Well, one time I found him on the floor. And I'm like, bro, since when? When? <laughs> like she's like, he was on the floor. He was drunk. He vomit. 
there was white stuff in his vomit. It looked like pills. And I'm like, where are you pulling this out of your ass? Like, like the problem is the movie tries to reveal itself through the plot mm-hmm. with a character that you're supposed to care about that they don't really want you to care be about. biased towards. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how? how She's you your not? main fucking character. It's like watching Indiana Jones and being like, the Nazis are not so bad, right? But it's like, you're watching Indiana Jones. You're supposed to be rooting for him. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, what? I get what you're doing. You're trying to be like artiste and like tell a yeah, story. It's an odd angle. But it, you can't, because the angle sh- switches. The odd angle from like a viewer's perspective. Yeah, it's like, hard to, like you're mm-hmm. watching it like, like let's it for, could have been a pièce de théâtre. It would have that worked. would have been it would have worked yeah. way better in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's rare that I would say that, but it, the movie's great and it's gonna win tons of accolades because it deserves it. But but should it, do you think it would have been better if it would have been recorded in the style of Hamilton, where they had a stage? No, and no, no, not as a musical, but like instead of having set pieces and everything, as you said, like as like a theatrical release, mm-hmm. you have a, only one stage, a reclo, and like you move through. Not really close, sorry, but like you have scenes, you move decor and everything. But it's the fact that what is fun with the Pizzetale is that you can just go in and it's about the dialogue. It's about the yeah, interaction. Yeah, it's very dialogue heavy. All they do is mm-hmm. just talk. I never shut the fuck up. But it's my my issue is not the dialogue per se because set piece dialogue it was fine. It was actually beautiful. Like cinematography is gorgeous. But my my issue was not that. It was just the way that they decided to angle their story and their vehicle of pushing their story like th- now it's okay to like her mm-hmm. oh now she's being weird oh she got acquitted everybody look how happy we should be I was like I don't, know. I don't fucking know if I should be happy she looked like she killed him like what it's am I going to be happy about that expects you to have like laughing tracks everywhere now it's time to laugh now it's time to cry now it's time it's to like, be angry it's like oh, okay look she finally we, we got what we wanted who's we mm-hmm. like she's crazy She threw a wine glass at him. Like, like, she's not a good human. Like, you know, like, anyway, she was just annoying. Like, you know, like, they had a whole part of the movie where it's like, your husband said he's been cheated on. How, when did that happen? Multiple times. And then, like, so that she's like, yeah, I cheated on my husband, like, multiple times. Like, you're a piece of shit. Why are we like you? Like, like you, you have anger issues. She yells at him. She throws glass. I'm like, yeah, you probably killed him. You're an asshole. Like, anyway, I just had a hard time. And then I'm like, okay, I guess people can be people. Like, everybody has people things. But, like, it There's was one where it's a... In like, court, it, it's like you see it all come to light, mm-hmm. right? And then in court, it's like it's a big And deal. how much of it is real? In the movie? No, in, like, the way they built their characters. Well, it's... Because, like, just from, like, the last description you gave, it seems to me like it's very overblown. No, it's real. No, it's people real. do. People yeah, no, I know people do problems. that. People like to the point that. where you have like a two-hour thirty exhibit of it all. Yeah, that's the thing it, that like is stretched two and through. a half hour like story of like a deep dive into these people's marriage, mm-hmm. but not in a way that deals with the two of them because one of them is dead. It's a very interesting concept, but it's just like and it's hard to explore. Like, like very, it's have, hard to yeah, do. It, it, so that's why, you, like you know, you got to cut her some slack. It's hard to do. But my problem is just like the main character not knowing when to support your main character and I get some main characters are bad people like Joker mm-hmm. some main characters are just bad people but, yeah, but it's established sometimes you're trying to make her look like a good person yeah but it's established from the get go like, like for the Joker for example he's gonna be a bad guy yeah and you also like you know you're watching the movie I'm like okay you kind of have an idea that 
the main character should not really be the woman. It should be the son. Mm-hmm. And he's more important. He's definitely the more, But he just he has an annoying face. He just bugs me. Every time I saw him on screen, I'm like, fuck me, man. <laughs> I want to see your stupid ass face. <laughs> <laughs> no, he bugged me. Anyway, he tried to drug his dog. What? Yeah, that's, that's why the dog has a good performance. The dog almost dies. What? The dog literally acts his, the dog acts his ass off. He was so good <laughs> at that scene. I was like, bro, the dog's going to die. Okay. I don't know how you can ask a dog to act dead. Because the mother says that her father tries to kill himself. Mm-hmm. That's why he had the drugs. He took yeah. pills and his vomit. So then the kid like didn't, never knew that. And the kid insisted on being in the courtroom when they told him he shouldn't be because it's going to hear things he's not going to want. Anyway, he didn't know his father tried to commit suicide. He didn't know it was real. Mm-hmm. So he gave his dog 11 aspirin and see if he would die. Whoa. The dog dies. <laughs> almost dies. He gets saved by the person who has to make him vomit. Whoa. I was like, bro, this guy's on the zoo. He's like, he's like, bro, the fuck ger- it. The, German, shep- my dog. the no. German shepherd's off the zoo. She's like, how, she, she looks at him she's like, how many aspirin did you give your dog? He's like, he's like, uh, Eight. No, ten. Ten. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> Crazy are y'all? Like, um, you know, I, it, it would also be a kid's... Yeah, natural reaction. A natural reaction. Yeah, does, yeah. It, does that actually happen? He's 11 in the movie. But anyway, it just, it's kind of all over the place. And it's also like... It's all over the place, but it's in the right place. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't just, know. It's a weird take because it's a weird movie. Exactly. It, it one palm dog and I wouldn't take it away from it. But because it's really intricate, it's it, I wouldn't take it away from it. I, I I understand why, but at the same time, I'm like, you got to point out what doesn't work. Like Christopher Nolan made a three-hour epic, and I understand that will never win Bombdaw, but he made a three-hour epic, and it was awesome mm-hmm. from start to finish. Yeah. And then you like you look at even like Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, that's a two-hour animation Spider-Man movie. But it is awesome. It has emotional beats, good dialogue. Yeah, but great the scale th- of their projects are both completely different. That's the thing. But also... And I think Palmadol is usually given to movies that are like... Uh, we'll see if, if, if Anatomy of a Fall wins over... Uh, like, I don't know who... But who's Palmadol. nominated for Palmadol? Like, uh, Palm, it, it just gets given to somebody. Oh, uh, just no given like there's no nomination? Uh, if we look over the past like 10 years yeah okay Anatomy of a Fall this year Triangle of Sadness last year okay there are all these fucking movies that are like wacko (laughs) Titan the year before yeah they're all like wacko movies Parasite won when they won Best Picture Mm -hmm. yeah but it won everything movies rarely go on to win the Palmolive is like, usually it's, you win that, you don't win the rest. Well, you can. Like, uh... Parasite. Is, Parasite won mm-hmm. everything. It's... Yeah, but Parasite push. Yeah, yeah, it's... Not push, that's not say push, but it's... It's sad to see. It's No, 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 posh. Like, the word posh. yeah, yeah. It's shishi in the Palmolive. Yeah, yeah, it's like... Complicé. Yeah, yeah, Oppenheimer's not complicated. Also... Fucking the talk to me soundtrack on vinyl is crazy. Yeah, I saw the vinyl. This vinyl is. Insane. I want to hear the moan. Les séances. It's fantastic. But to shit my pants again. That's fucking creepy. That's the guy who made the book. Oh whoa! <laughs> he looks like he's possessed. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> his eyes are like twice his face. There's a sped up version. I want the slow and reverb. Oh, that's that's one. furious. Yeah. Why did we pause for 20 minutes? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, um, Alright, we're back. Um, that's what I have to say about Anatomy of the Fall when I was unlawfully recorded. And uh, yeah. Sue me. Lawsuit coming. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Uh, no. Uh, I have zero Like I said, I'm not going back into Anatomy of the Fall, but I thought it was just, I thought it was great. I thought it was great, but not perfect. You already said everything. I did. I bitched about it. I bitched about it because I wanted more. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> uh, expectations ruin everything. Speaking of expectations, though, we have a shit. Like, seriously, you could tell the writer strike and the acting strike is all coming to an end. And although that, fuck, like, it's about time with that. It's so about damn Lizzo. Anyway. Our, our directors are back people are coming back but um you have david fincher was talking is in talks about a potential sequel of the social network so we're gonna be you see like evil zuck in court. <laughs> honestly just wait for mark zuckerberg to fight elon musk and make the movie about that they're not fighting they anymore. should fight It'd be they should have but they canceled the fight david yeah so david fincher will be back to return uh, Aaron Sorkin, who wrote the first one, legendary screenwriter, he would be back to write too. And this movie doesn't work unless you can bring back Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg can play Zuck again. It, I think it would be very cool because I think the the coolest part in Facebook's history would have to do when they did the data breach. Remember when yeah. Zuck had to go to court mm -hmm. because all the info was being stolen off of Facebook? If they made a movie about that, it'd be great. I don't fucking care about Zuck. Not Zuck. It's no, the social network. I get that. That movie's like, amazing. The, the second movie would have to be about Instagram's overtake. Like, when they rebought Instagram. Not rebought, sorry. When they bought it the first nonsense. time Nonsense. What do you mean nonsense? Make it about the data breach. I don't fucking care about the data breach. We're all affected Think by... about the Jesse Eisenberg performance you're going to get out of the data breach. He's amazing in the social network. How interested, Put on your thinking cap. <laughs> how interested would you be in a movie like that? Uh, me? Yeah. 100% I'm there. I wouldn't care. First day preview. I wouldn't it's care. It's Aaron Sorkin and David fucking Fincher. I get that, but I've already gotten that movie. Yeah, but they're going to do it again. Why? Run it back, that's why. <laughs> when you mean... win one championship, what's one without two? You got to do yeah, it again. years apart. Fuck it. We ball. <laughs> No, you gotta do it. Granted, David Fincher's got enough on his plate. He's doing. He's got the killer with Michael Fassbender that comes out, and that just goes on to say that like, fucking movies and directors are back. Greta Gerwig did Barbie. I have. A, I listed them because I'm like, there's no as 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 shitty as the strikes have felt. The main directors are well alive and 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 working their ass off right now. Greta Gerwig did Barbie. Chris Nolan did Oppenheimer. Scorsese did Killers of the Flower Moon. David Fincher has the killer. Matthew Argyle's coming out with Vaughn. Uh, wow. Ma Matthew Argyle's coming out with Vaughn. Nice. Matthew Vaughn's coming out with Argyle. Nice. And then I have th four directors that are continuing. One thing I didn't write on this list, Tarantino. Yeah. Where's Tarantino? What was his latest movie? Uh, about the, um, in the 80s with... Uh... 
the guy he, once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, that was his last. That was his last one. Yeah, I but now like he's talking. He like was he talking about it. the new one. You know what it's about? Yeah, it's uh, like in the eighties with the guy from Wolf of Wall Street. Sorry, I forgot his name. Not not that guy. Like he's playing like a sexual, not a fender, but like a porn, like something. A porn, a porn director. Don't bet the movie. You've never seen that post. I like, didn't it's see, about. I didn't uh, see any news about it. Uh, Google it, cause like I'm just gonna. You're gonna say bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> I'm gonna say bullshit. But uh, they've talked about it. Hang on a second. Let's see. The movie critic. Yeah. Stop. The story of an arrest. Irrelevant critic in 1970s California who reviews mainstream movies for a porno magazine called the Popstar Pages. Yeah, that. Of course, Tarantino's gonna do that. But that's coming too. It's gonna be like a show of all the feats he can cram into one shot. It's not the Wolf of Wall Street guy. It's Paul Walter Hauser. He's got this man. Fuck. Drop the phone. (laughs) This man. Yes. Paul Walter Hauser. Okay. Anyway, Tarantino's coming too, but we have we don't have much news on that movie yet. Apparently, we, it's his last movie. Yeah, he's done. He says he's done, mm-hmm. which is pretty. Uh, what a run! What a run for Tarantino. He's a beast. He's a legend. A fucking legend. <laughs> what a beast! I want to watch The Hateful Eight around Christmas time. Have you seen it? No, I have not. Really? Yeah. Good. People give it too much shit for what it is. People give it too much shit. What do you mean? People didn't like it. It's three hours long. Yeah, but people didn't like it. Why? Because it was three hours long. It, and back in 2013, people... It's like 2015. I thought it was 2013. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> 2013 <laughs> was The Wolf of Wall. I don't know what it's pretty Oh, Django. Django, yeah. So, that movie, The Eightful Eight, is basically... He wanted to do a spinoff of Django. Yeah. But realized that in that spinoff, Django didn't fit. So, he removed Django. And it made a whole new story? Made it No, not a new story. He just rewrote the story around those characters. And it's basically they're stuck in a snowstorm in a cabin and one of them dies. And they, and they try to figure out okay. who did what. It's actually fire. Yeah, it is. It's a, can do that. It's a great movie. Chamber really, Bees too. Yeah. That's I really awesome. liked it. But it's um, it's not for everyone. I'd probably like it. Yeah. Probably like it. Yeah. Anyway, there's uh, four, like I said, four directors that are in the works right now and their movies all have big news. It's uh, Del Toro, Christopher McQuarrie, who just finished Mission Impossible, Ron Howard, and Mike Flanagan, who is, I don't care what anybody says, he's master of horror. He is, you know The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix? Mm -hmm. Follow the House of Usher on Netflix, like all these new shows that Netflix are doing, the horror, probably the only good shows on Netflix since Stranger Things is out of commission. Um, It's Mike Flanagan. He takes horror books, horror stories, Mm -hmm. and he adapts them, and he's just really good at it. Uh, essentially, probably the one that is the most interesting, Guillermo del Toro is doing Frankenstein. I'm like I've never learned of it until you sent me the post yesterday. Too hyped. It's it, it, it looks. If anybody could do Frankenstein, it's him. Oh yeah, he's a beast. Mm-hmm. He did Pinocchio last year. It was one of my favorite movies of the year. He is so good at taking these oddball stories and making them like these epic movies. Everything he touches has a special special flair oh, but it is just mesmerizing like sh- still don't like The Shape of Water The what? Shape of Water the movie that won him Best Picture about a woman that falls in love with a fish man called yeah, The Shape of Water that's actually weird you never heard of it? I've never heard of it good for you I wish I did it I've seen it it's not I don't like it, it freaks me out um, regardless he's on Frankenstein and he has his three main actors cast already he's got Oscar Isaac plays the monster 
Um, Andrew Garfield plays the doctor, which right at the bat, you have two of the best male actors working. Yeah. Oscar Isaac is so underrated, in he's my opinion. Beast. He's a freaking beast. I, I think he's great in every movie he's in. Yeah. Poe Dameron in the Star Wars. Uh, Andrew Garfield, also underrated. He's a beast, too. He, uh... Andrew Garfield's been in so many movies, and he gets completely overlooked because he was Spider-Man. Yeah. People don't really care. Because he was the one... He, he has, like, a superhero label he, on him. Yeah, but, but he's, he's not a super... Like, he's so he, much He better. served as a transition in a, between, like old way of doing superheroes and the new way of doing superheroes that's and a it's nice, just it's a nice way to look at it and it's just he got caught into say, the, like, I would say he just made two bad movies but it depends <laughs> on how you look at it uh, no but like look uh, I, I'm gonna be a hater here but like uh, I, I didn't like the first three Spider-Mans but that's just me Tobey Maguire with Tobey Maguire I didn't like I don't, them. I don't like those movies but I find them he gets praised still well, people For, like him because it's like the classic. Exactly. Why? Andrew Garfield's movies, the first one is good. The second one is not as good. They're, they're not good movies by any means. But I just hate the fact that if an actor be, is in a superhero movie, he gets like a label on him tagged like superhero. Like, I don't see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Me neither. But that's a different vibe because that's not as popular as Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire... Yeah, Spider-Man is literally it's, the most popular superhero. Yeah. So, yeah. so Tobey Maguire has been tagged with the Spider-Man. And label. it just got like quintuplied with Spider-Man 3, like the new one. Yeah, the, he, he, they all came back, yeah. right? It, that's fine, though. But the problem is you tag him with the Spider-Man th- tag, but then look at him in Babylon. In Korea. He's freaky. No, that's Tobey Maguire. But he's fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking he's, about Garfield. No, he's not in Babylon. No, I know, but you. I thought you were still talking about Garfield. Oh, well, Gar- yeah, but like the in- same case can be made for Gar- Garfield. He's in Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. He's amazing in Tick, Tick, Boom. Like, they're... <sighs> they the tag is put on these people and they don't they don't need it and like so Andrew Garfield's a doctor Oscar Isaac's the monster they're gonna kill it and Guillermo del Toro's gonna give him the, the mainstream platform but that, that's a, um, a that's a fact that can only be solved with with time in my opinion what do you mean in a sense that for actors to be like detached from their roles it takes time cause you look at a, like to shed the superhero tag yeah look at Pacino Pacino's never a superhero. No, but he wasn't the freaking Godfather for like. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but people really saw matter. him as a Corleone. Granted, like he always years. plays a fucking. Mob. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I don't see him as a Corleone when I looked at his like entire movie catalog. But when it got released, he was the Godfather for 20 years. In the sense that people saw him, was like, "Oh, you're in that movie." Fair. So it just takes time to shake off those things. Michael Keaton. Yeah, he's Batman. He hasn't shaken it off. It's been fucking 40 years. Yeah, but has he done anything else? To, of like, course he's done other things. Yeah, he's he's one the best actor in a uh, Birdman. He was a man. The problem is that it gets unnoticed because... Exactly. Because the, you're a superhero. Yeah. So that's all. I, just to go more to the point that Guillermo del Toro is mainstream enough to give Andrew Garfield and Oscar Isaac a platform to, to shine without any tag around. I don't want to sound extremely disconnected with the world, but I don't think he's mainstream enough enough i think he's just fine i think he's known f- to people that know about movies but i'm i cannot walk up to my mom and be like you know Guillaume, like they're fair Toro fair doesn't but know. if you start listening his movies everybody knows them pan's labyrinth mm, i'm sorry but like nobody I, fucking knows pan's labyrinth no they don't jesus dude uh 
I was Guillermo trying to find it legally, cannot do it. I was looking for it illegally, not downloading, cannot find it. I, it's his movies are not spread and like That's as tough. much as they should. Because they, they should. Because they should. Because they're freaking incredible. Yeah, they are incredible. Granted, Frankenstein's noticeable. So no matter who directs it, with the it, cast he got, yeah, for sure. Mia Goth is the bride. Is the one I didn't forget. But Mia Goth <laughs> is a dog a when it comes dog. to horror movie acting. She's Pearl. She's X. That's the same movie. <laughs> Pearl and X go hand in hand. But she's in Infinity Pool, which was Cronenberg's latest movie. She can go off at any given moment. And she will. Mm-hmm. She will. She's going to be brighter. Like she's sensible enough to play a role like this. In a sense that like she has a... Um, she approaches her role in a way that is very like open-minded to the character. Yeah. And she's really to fully sink in to yeah. like, oh, she does all not, her in your uh, She does not... I, I don't know what Mia Goth is like. I've seen a few interviews... And from her interviews, that's what I gather from. Like it, it's she's, like I don't know what she's like. I have no she's idea. very composed. Yeah, calm, and very calm. So she's an artist. Yeah, like very. Like artsy. you know, some people yeah. have a personality, and mm-hmm. you could see that personality in their performances. Exhibit A: Ryan Reynolds. Everything Ryan Reynolds is in, you could tell he's being Ryan Reynolds playing the person. Mm-hmm. I love when an actor can strip away personality for the sake of their role. Mia Goth is great at that. Robert Paddington is great at yeah, that. Yeah, I, I forgot the name. You of had it. a name of somebody? Yeah, I, I need to go in my YouTube history. Killian but, Murphy is great at that. Yeah, but the one it's a girl, the one I, I got. Uh, give me two minutes because it's actually an important That's point. Fine. I can keep listening. Yeah, go Robert ahead. Downey Jr., not good at that. You could always tell Robert Downey Jr. has a hint of himself in his role. Yeah. But when you're so good, that's not a problem. But like Ryan Reynolds, it's, sometimes it's just too much, I find. Ryan Reynolds, Kevin Hart. When mm-hmm. Kevin Hart acts, I don't consider shit. him as, as an actor. I'm I sorry. consider him as an actor because he acts. But when you see him acting, if you aren't your bro, if you aren't Kevin Hart in literally everything you make, I don't know what you are. Like you know, like you're not you. I don't know. I'm trying to think of good comedy actors that don't succumb to that. But it's hard to make a be a comedy actor and not be funny per se. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell always does it. Yeah, Will Ferrell's a legend. But he's hilarious. That's the thing. You can get away with it when you're hilarious, which is why Ryan Reynolds gets away with it. But he's literally the same thing in every movie. Dwayne Johnson is literally the same thing in every movie. It's the it's the uh, the award winners that are able to strip away their personality if, just to go into their role, and they do a good job at it usually. Are you going to find this? Yeah, I found the video. Uh, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton is fucking amazing that's the one i was trying oh, to look she's for. perfect she's in the killer with uh, david fincher mm-hmm. and michael fassbender it's she's good she's really good they're in she, a sense that she, she can, can strip be, away oh yeah there's yeah, no that's, per- i don't even perfect know i said that. The, the less i know about a, an actor in real life probably the better it is when they mm-hmm. perform yeah because they're they are completely strip shoving down their they're themselves. here to do a, a job yeah they're not here to put on a show absolutely and that's and, the difference and, between all the oh actors. they're fantastic Ryan Gosling is another one whose personality kind of comes through. Or like thereof. No, he's extremely personable. I find. In his movies. It's literally me. It's literally, what do you mean literally me? You've never seen those memes. Okay. Hello. Uh, the mic fell apart and we almost died, but it's fine. We're back. Yeah, um, shattering event. Exactly. You had to be there. <laughs> you, had to be, you had to see it. Uh, regardless... What we were getting at, my, um, Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein is going to be fantastic. We have other directors that are coming. I said four of them. Number two, Christopher McQuarrie. 
I said that he came off of Mission Impossible. He's gonna do Sicario three. Well, Sicario one, directed by Denis Villeneuve in 2015, Emily Blunt. That movie is literally one of my favorite movies of all time. Denis Villeneuve doesn't miss. Very rarely. If ever. I did not enjoy Blade Runner 2049 like everybody else did. I thought it was boring. What? I was thoroughly bored. I haven't, to be fair, I haven't seen it in a long time. To be it's... fair. I'll have to give it a second chance. Dude, it's literally the only way you could have a movie that carries the same weight as the first one. And for that alone... I don't care about the first one either. I don't like what? I don't like Blade Runner. What? I don't I don't like this I don't find I don't like it at all. I, I, I don't I'm not interested. Huh? I'm not interested about the story at all. For the set pieces alone, it's worth a hundred. Fuck the set pieces. Fuck the set pieces. <laughs> Fuck your chicken strips. <laughs> anyway. Dude. Oh my heart. Sicario is three, then even Nev is not at the helm, but Christopher McQuarrie is, and they made it with Josh Brolin and Benicio del Toro last time. Third one, don't know what it's going to be. Should they have stopped? There should have never been a sequel. But I guess they're going to do it anyway. Uh, there's no info about that, though. They just said it's it's coming. Ron Howard has development. He is a beast. You know Ron Howard? How do you not fucking... What the fuck? I probably just doesn't, don't know him by name. Again, kind of like Guillermo del Toro. I'm going to name you his movies. Ron... How wild. Ron Howard. Watch me name you these movies. You'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, pew, pew. Boom, boom. He directed Solo, a Star Wars story. Okay. Not a great movie, but he directed that one. Uh, he directed Rush. I've heard of it. Chris Hemsworth Never movie. Seen it. Daniel Brule. The right, Dilemma. That movie wasn't great. Rush is amazing. Well, is it the no? Is it the F one movie? Yeah. Then never mind. It's freaking awesome. That movie is awesome. Yeah, yeah, you seen it's it awesome. Before? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, he directed that. He's directed a Beautiful Mind. He directed How the Grinch Stole Christmas. He did a Beautiful Mind. Yeah. Ron Howard is, is Man's a, a legend. Underrated director. Great director. He directed Apollo thirteen. Okay. He direct. Okay, I've seen all of them. You yeah. Right. So, he's one of those. He's he's he, the directors for all the dads. He hits with those PG thirteen movies. He's for all the dads. Like How the dad, Grinch Stole Christmas. Jim Carrey. Yeah, you're like twelve year old. You go in with your dad to see a movie. A hundred percent of the time, he's directing it. Cinderella Man, Frost and Nixon. And we ain't talking about Eminem. The Da Vinci Code. That's a ass. Angels and Demons. That's ass. Those are not great. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. In the Heart of the Sea, the movie about Moby Dick. He did the Inferno, the, the, yeah. the other one. Yeah, that's ass too. Yeah, they, they were great. The books but were okay. He did the Solo. He did Pavarotti. He did Thirteen Lives was his most recent piece, and it was the Amazon movie about thirteen kids in Thailand that needed to be rescued. The you start team. with Amazon, usually it doesn't bow well. No, the movie's good. Oh, very good actually. Um, anyway, he has no title for his next piece, but he's making a movie, and it stars Ana de Armas, Sidney Sweeney, Vanessa Kirby, Jude Law. He's going in for all the boys. He's going in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bringing in Ana de Armas, Sidney Sweeney, Vanessa Kirby. You're, 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 you. The amount of comments on that post that yeah. I saw people being like, "I'm gonna watch that alone in my room," was disturbing. Yeah, I'm you've, sorry, guys, but you've what the acquired fuck? some kind of eye candy, and you're gonna do something with it because Jude Law is also in the movie, but he is the only starring male actor. I don't know what he's doing, but he's cooking something. So Ron Howard's coming. He's got great actors, and he's got actors that are willing to work with him at that level, which is pretty awesome. 
A-list actors. Yeah. I think Sydney Sweeney is probably the one that is the one who has the least experience out of all of them. We're going to have or a better answer to what she's going to be able to do with her upcoming movie. What's Are we? It? It's a rom-com. It doesn't matter. If you can, if she can show range... We'll see. She I shows mean, range. Euphoria is her range. She's beast in that. She's yeah, great. Yeah, but it's a TV show. doesn't matter. I know. Acting's it, acting. I don't, I don't acting's acting, but condensing what is essentially eight-hour content into three hours... We'll see. ...is different. We'll see. And then Mike Flanagan's got the House of Chuck... House of, House of Cuck. Wow. <laughs> House of Chuck is a Stephen King adaptation. It depicts three different stories in the life of Chuck, beginning with his death and ending with his time growing up in a supposed haunted house. I've not read that book. Never read the book either. I never heard of the book until yesterday. I had to Google what it was about. But the cast of this is When was it released? Huge. When was it like printed, the book? Uh, that's a good question. I can Google it if you want. Because like we'd be able to like figure out in what time like of his career. It's called The Life of Chuck? Yeah, Life of Chuck. House of Chuck. House of Chuck? Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. The Life of Chuck. Do you know how fast he writes? I can only imagine it's pretty fast. He writes like four books a year. So it's, it's, in, it's in the story collection called If It Bleeds. Oh, so it's new. Yeah, released in 2020. I'm not so hyped then. I am because of cast-wise. I'm not because of content-wise. I am because Mike fucking Flanagan's there and he can pull off anything that's spooky. It's going to be scary. That's for sure. He is scary. Mike Flanagan is fucking capable. Again, he might be adapting this, but taking everything that is... Yeah, but is... Stephen King's movies, like adaptations were never about being scary. Well, there's no one to make, do them properly. I don't think the goal is to make them scary either. No, I think you tell a good story. No, it's not. More so, I wanted to like emphasize the fact that every good Stephen King movie adaptation I've seen was about tension. It, and uh, this will be the same again. I, 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 and Mike, Mike Flanagan, I don't know if he's able to do. Yes, it. he is. He is. He but, does. Look, look, you have to watch his shows on Netflix. They're I amazing. want to shake my pants. They're, they're amazing. I, I have He's so a, many they are, spares. They are great. <laughs> uh, I, I think this is honestly the best director. For that. that Stephen King is going to get to adapt his work. He had Andy Muschietti do it. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with Andy Muschietti at all. My issue with him is that as of late, his latest movie is The Flash. Oof. He did Mama, It, It Chapter 2, and The Flash. It's crazy to think that of those four movies, two of them are Queen songs. What? The Flash and Mama. Mama's not a Queen song. I'm pretty sure there's no, there's a queen no song Queen called song called Mama. I'm pretty sure you're thinking is. of Bohemian Rhapsody. No, 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 no. Queen. If there's none, I'm sad. Bro, Bohemian Rhapsody. No, Mama. <laughs> Let me see if there's Mama. Mama. <laughs> no, you lies. Mama. Yeah, there is. Bullshit. Bullshit. Oh, they're just quoting the song. Oh, broke my heart. The only thing I see from Mama is a 6 9 song. Oh, yes, sir. That's basically Queen. <laughs> is Fuck it that better, noise. though? You, you have a choice between being two songs that are from Queen or one from 6 9 and Queen. What did you choose? What did you say? <laughs> At first, it was like 
There's I'd rather songs. hear two Queen songs. Exactly. Uh, but now it's a 6ix9ine song and a Queen song. Fuck that noise. Muschietti, anyway, he's just not the guy to do this, I don't think. He made Mama. Mama is a horror movie. It's scary like shit. It, it, it really is. And then he did It, It, and then The Flash. Weird career path to go to The Flash after doing all these horror movies. But he definitely, by acquiring Mike Flanagan for this, he's definitely pulled the best he can. Mike Flanagan... He made Doctor Sleep. You know the Shining, mm-hmm. like a reboot yeah, yeah, type yeah. of thing. It, it was good. He he was at the helm of that. He the Fall of the House of Usher, the Midnight Club, Midnight Mass, the Haunting of Bly Manor, the Haunting of Hill House, Gerald's Game, Ouija, Origin of Evil. I I didn't ever watch that. Before I Wake, Hush, fucking spooky. Oculus. He's good at this. He's he's a seasoned vet. He is the Tarantino of horror. Never mentioned who was in it, though. We tried. We're getting there. I'm, I have it in front of me. You yeah, want me to tell I see you? the image. You want me to tell you? I, I see the image. You want me to tell you? I think you should tell them. Well, you're, you're here, too. I'll tell you, too. I Tom Hiddleston stars. Now you're happy? Are you hyped yet? Because I know he's like your favorite actor. He's not, but yes, he's good. Mark Hamill. Karen Gillan. Fuck. This name is hard. The Chipetel Age of Four. I think. Yeah. I'm sorry to withheld Israel for. Anyway, he's like in every movie ever. I know, but he's. I can't ever say his name. Um, David Dashamalshian. Is oh. it I or L? Uh, L. It was too far away from my screen. Sorry. Jacob Tremblay. Matthew <laughs> Lillard. Is he French though? We should Tremblay or Tremblay. I think he's at least Canadian. Jacob. But you have Tremblay. Your name. You're automatically from Canada. Jacob Tremblay. He is Canadian. Vancouver. Jacob Tremblay. Matthew Lillard, so Shaggy's back. Yes, sir. Uh, Star-studded uh, cast. Harvey Gwillen, Carl Lumbly, Raul Coley, and then Heather Langenkamp. That I, I couldn't tell you who they are. But um, Matthew Lillard. Stacked. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard is not the strong point. Tom Hiddleston is really the strong point. Imagine I, that duo. I don't think I've ever seen him in a horror movie. Tom Hiddleston. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> not, not that you would know. You don't really watch horror movies, but I don't know. <laughs> he's in it, and he's good. And so, you know, this this it's a lot of exciting things coming out of cinema. And and now all we gotta do is get the. Has act. Mark Hamill ever played in a horror movie? I don't know, but he's been around the block. Yeah, homie, like, homie, homie, been everywhere. Homie's been in a lot of things. Mark Hamill. It's cool to see him still going. Yeah. But he always was going, it's just not as an actor. Like he was a voice actor. Oh, he's in the Fall of the House of Usher. The there you go. Show. So I guess he has been in horror. And the fact that Mike Flanagan keeps his cast around for a he, lot of he, his he, movies. He's got his, he's got his crew. That's, it's, it's great. That's great. It's, it's, it, you get that. That's why I said he's like the Tarantino of horror. Because Tarantino's got that vibe too. Every great director has a crew that keeps he keeps around. Corsese and De Niro and Pacino and DiCaprio they always Wes Anderson and, and like just all of them Wes Anderson got Tilda Swinton and fucking uh, Ralph Fiennes Ralph Fiennes um, Cumberbatch now is in it Cumberbatch is uh, around uh, Wes Anderson a lot lately yeah um, Black Widow Charlotte Johansson that was her first movie no it was a second one no wasn't it she in the one with like the Fucking like the fisherman, like uh, with huh? the the guy from uh, Ghostbusters. 
Bill, Bill Murray is yeah, another Bill one. Murray, yeah. David Schwartzman. But no, Scarlett Johansson, not. not I thought it was her first, first Wes Anderson movie. Okay, I didn't know. Forgot. Maybe there'll be more. I don't know. Asteroid City wasn't that good. Wasn't that uh, good? No. Um, You're biased. But I agree. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's not that good. Asteroid City is just not that good. Let's have some fun, though. L- last topic on the topic. Uh, on last, Do- topic last topic on, on the, the topic. topic. I can't speak. Last topic Words on the topic. Words are hard. Um, Biden is afraid of AI. Not any Biden. President Joe Biden of the United States is afraid of AI. And not for the right reason. Because he watched Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Even though three weeks ago, a little movie like called The Creator released, which was basically centered around a fucking war between the US and Biden, AI. Biden only goes to the movie theater once a year. Give him a break. <laughs> I don't even know if you remember what the movie in color is. You want to go watch Timmy Cruz. <laughs> Real I can't believe this shit. I don't want to make fun of Joe Biden, although I could for hours. I don't want to. But the problem is that... Uh, what? <laughs> like, what? Why would you make a statement about AI? Why, yeah, why would you say that? Why would you... Of a fucking movie. Why would you say that? If I was like... I don't know. If I was a Russia, I'd be sending tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Mission Impossible every day. I'd hack your TV and just play it 24-7. <sighs> It's bad. I could not emphasize this enough. When you watch a movie, you are watching a, a piece movie. of fiction. It's a movie. It is fake. Even movies that are based on a true story are movies when you watch them. There is reality. There is fiction. And there is dimension. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that. No, I know. It's not true. It's not true. Well, there's reality. There's fiction. What went off for him to be like, oh, they have fucking masks in Mission Impossible for him to be like, fuck, I gotta get me one of those. Like, you know, like, or fuck, I gotta start. Maybe my secretary's Trump. Like, you know, like, <laughs> fucking word. <laughs> Double gotcha. review, a mask between the masks. <laughs> I just can't. I can't understand why a president would come out and say this. You know what's the answer to that? What? We make him watch Austin Powers. <laughs> what? Why? He'll think everyone's a secret agent from the 60s. Fembots. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting from the tits. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I can't believe he would say that after. And it's As like, a statement. I can't believe that's the thing that he statement. came out of his mouth. I can't believe... Anyway, like I said, it's a good thing movies are movies and keep it at that reality is reality and we should keep it at that fucking incredible fucking at least we know Joe Biden watches movies yeah. which is pretty cool he stays in touch with the youth <laughs> Biden's a movie goer <laughs> I can't believe I he can't watched wait for his the full me- two hours and 45 minutes of Mission Impossible I want to see his letterbox profile that'd be sick Scorsese has a yep. letterbox did you follow him yep I followed him too he has like 900 movies watched to watch like recommended in his list he's a fucking g he's, he's so legend. good he's really good um you know i didn't know how to do letterbox favorites until today i literally showed you like four times i don't listen i know you don't <laughs> i was busy doing something. what did you put there well that's something interesting so i found out how to do it today so i went to letterbox and i opened it up and i was like wow ta-ta, you can do something <laughs> it went to tell her an application that actually has features who would have thunk it who would have thunk it anyway I didn't know you could add favorites, so I added my four favorites. And that's the first four movies that came to mind when I thought of my favorite movies. Uh, 
Rocky. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to try to go from less absurd to just completely absurd. You want to go uh, one one each? I got four, two. From least absurd to most absurd? Sure. Okay, okay, okay. Rocky. Mine are all fine, I guess. Okay, Rocky. Like, uh, I got La La Land. That, that's, yeah, that's fair. Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, aliens. That's fair. Uh, Babylon? Uh, I, got a fist I told you. I got, it gets I got a fistful of dollars. It gets it. That's kind of, Yeah, I, that's my, like... Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's a classic. It's a classic, but it, people are not agreeing with I said Babylon. <laughs> I know you so, said Babylon. Uh, I tried to rewatch it. I couldn't get past 20 minutes. Of Babylon? Yeah. But the first 20 minutes were other nonsense. The movie's phenomenal. It's beautiful. It's phenomenal. But it's utter nonsense. It, no, it's not. It's perfect. It's amazing. There's nothing wrong you with it. You just don't get it. I do I do get it. <laughs> no. no, no. I'm not going to tell anybody they don't understand. There's nothing they understand. It's a story, but you have to get into it. Mm, if you don't get okay. into it, you're not going to mm. work. What's your... Uh, as long as you didn't put freaking Don't Worry Darling no, on that list. No, I wouldn't. And my last one is Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is... I put Cha Cha real smooth. I love that movie and I stand on it forever. Cha Cha real smooth. Cooper Rafe. Concerning that two of my movies came out last year? Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? Fucking reball. Um, I think we're at the end, right? We've made it. I think you should put one classic. Rocky. Yeah, but like, not Rocky. Rocky is the best movie ever. That's literally the best movie of all time. I stand on that. <laughs> After The Godfather. <laughs> I'm not going to put The Godfather there. It's too cliche. Obviously, The Godfather is great. Everybody knows The Godfather is great. Rocky's the classic. Rocky is perfect. There's nothing wrong with that movie. The original. Yeah. There's a perfect movie. It's the fridge that got the most abuse ever. What are you it's, talking about, the fridge? His apartment, the fridge... Is literally the most disgusting piece of appliances I've never ever seen. It's the 1976, bro. He's broke. He's a bum. I know, but to the point where it's actually unhealthy. But he rubs the dog. Man downs four eggs from a because he's yoked. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. As long as he's not yokel, you're good. He's a fucking unit. Beating the shit out of Apollo. Lost the fight. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. This is Still real. This has been real talk. Um, Real as talking can be. <laughs> uh, what's next week? I have no clue. Fucking next Figuring week. Figuring it out as we go. Freestyling my way. Oh, success. Priscilla. Oh, that's going to be sick. Next week we got Priscilla coming. So that's pretty sick. So Priscilla with Jacob Alordi. And uh, I can't remember. I don't know who plays Priscilla, but... Sofia Coppola's movie Priscilla so we'll be talking about that next week and some other shit as per usual um, thank you for the support um, support I watched an anime before yeah. uh, merci pour <laughs> pour l'assistance no. yeah no thank you for your support thank you for sticking with us through all this time choppy episode there's editing in this eh? doesn't matter <laughs> stick with the flow of that shit and we fucking we ball fuck it we ball see you next week bye bitches bye <laughs>